Figuring out what you want to pursue after college and how to achieve your post-grad career goals can be difficult. Join the Cal Career Center as we delve into navigating your career journey through conversations with current students, alumni, and recruiters to give you practical tools and tips to drive your early career success on Bear Boss. All right, everyone, welcome to the third episode of the Bear Boss podcast. I'm here as your host, Jeremy Brooks, here at the Career Center, and I'm joined today by Connor. And Connor, go ahead, and we'd love to start with you just introducing yourself. Tell us a bit about yourself, maybe a fun fact, and what experiences have motivated you to pursue a career in recruiting? Yeah, thanks for having me today. Excited to be here, Jeremy. Um, For folks that don't know me, my name is Connor. I am a uh, program specialist at Abbott uh, Labs. I Part of my job is working on recruiting interns for our intern program that we have over the summer, as well as working on some program management. So I'm helping build out our intern program for the summer, as well as building programs and partnering with universities in order to try to engage talent and start and create a pipeline and, and create good, solid relationships with universities so we can keep going back and looking for that talent that we can bring to Abbott with us. Um, As far as a fun fact goes, um, I made it a goal that I'm going to try to hit all 50 states uh, by the time I reach 30. So I'm currently at 27 uh, years old and I am at 32 states right now. So I actually just moved out to the Midwest from the Bay Area. So there's a quite a few states here that I can check off on that list, hopefully pretty soon. So uh, it's looking looking like we'll reach that goal, uh, hopefully of all 50 by the in the next few years. But as far as how did I get in recruiting, I think it's a pretty common story. Like a lot of recruiters, you don't plan on going into recruiting. You kind of just stumble into it. So uh, my degree was actually in supply chain management. I graduated from Boise State University up in Idaho. And came back to the Bay Area after college, was looking for opportunities for jobs in supply chain, and unfortunately just wasn't finding much, and ended up talking with a family friend who worked in recruiting uh, for a tech company back home. And they said, well, we've got a supply chain role, but if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, you're more than welcome to come give recruiting a shot. And so uh, when it came down to it, didn't get the supply chain role, but figured a job was better than no job at that point coming out of college. So decided to give recruiting a shot and have loved it. I started off in university recruiting, uh, have worked a little bit in the professional side of recruiting, and then now have come back to university recruiting here at Abbott. Awesome. Thank you, Connor. And I wish you well on your quest for 50 states. It sounds like you're well on your way. Thank Um, you. And then secondly, I love you sharing that because I think of basically how you maybe pivoted essentially into recruiting. A lot of our students, I think, sometimes get really set on something and then maybe they have to expand their job search a bit. So it's nice hearing the story of you actually really liking what you ended up pivoting into and it really working out for you. So I think that's definitely valuable to have people see examples of that. All right. So we'll go ahead and get started with some of the uh, questions we have for you today. Um, Just kind of want to uncover some more information so students know things that they should be highlighting um, from the perspective of a recruiter. So first question is, what qualities, skills, and experiences do you value most in applicants? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me personally and a lot of recruiters I talk with, um, even at Abbott, is 
We want someone that doesn't want to settle, that's always trying to better themselves and is always looking for opportunities to grow in their field, whatever it may be. So someone that's a go-getter and is always trying to learn, whether it's taking new classes or working on self-projects at home, outside of class, or being in a club, I would say, as well as looking for experience to really get that hands-on experience that you want that'll help you learn from that information and apply it to what you're looking to do. So people that aren't settling, I would say, is kind of the biggest thing that we also look for and people that are willing to put themselves out there and maybe not necessarily narrow down to one field, but keep an open mind or always looking to kind of expand as well as they go so they can make themselves even more valuable when it comes to looking for candidates and and what they want to do. Great. Yeah. In terms of that, I'm trying to think of like, how would you say one even like fosters that <laughs> mindset of, 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 of kind of like the, the not, not selling or like what, what would be aspects, I guess you would look in a, as a recruiter to see that in someone, like what would be an indicator of that? Yeah, it could be something like doing a certification or if you're in computer science going through like with a hackathon, um, things of that nature where you're branching out but still applying what you've been learning. Um, There's no really right or wrong answer to that. Basically, it's the fact that you're showing that you're wanting to improve and learn and and keep focusing on your skill set is really kind of what shows. And we can see it through different ways in a resume or when we have a face to face or phone call with a candidate and you ask them questions about themselves or what they've been working on. Okay, that makes sense. And I think the terms we use here a lot of Berkeley is that growth mindset. So it sounds like that aligns with, okay, got it. Mm -hmm. All right. What are some ways that you would say students can make themselves stand out as a strong candidate? Yeah, absolutely. I would say the biggest thing is read the job description that you're interested in, let's say, applying to and tailor your resume to what they're looking for. So um, for example, if you're looking for an engineer of sorts who we need CAD experience or a computer science engineer who we need more Java or Python looking for that specific role, play up those parts if you have it in your resume. Um, People kind of joke, you should have multiple resumes. Basically, what that means is play off your strengths that you have that they're looking for in that role, because that's usually if you get to an interview stage, they're going to be asking you questions about that because that's what's going to relate to the role. So if you're playing up that, hey, I've got this amount of experience, whether it's from a school project or a club, basically, that we've learned how to do these, for example, or classes, that's a great thing to play up. That's something we will see as recruiters as we're going through and looking for candidates and looking to see if you match up with what what the role is looking for. So that's how one thing I would say specifically how to kind of stand out and make yourself a little bit more noticeable, because a lot of times we do keyword searches when we're going through candidates. Um, and this could also go down a later to a different path. Of, of kind of what mistakes students make, but play up on those strengths, highlight them. Cause when we're doing keyword searches, we are looking for, do they have this specifically or that? Um, and unfortunately a lot of times we don't have the time to go back and ask further questions. And we're just going to have to move on if we don't see you have this or that, but maybe you did, but didn't think it was important. So definitely play up the keywords, play up experiences that would relate to the role. Your resume is a chance to brag about yourself and what you've done. So play it up, basically. Be Go in depth in examples and show what you've done um, and be able to explain it. Those are kind of the big things I would say that we look for when we're, we're trying to find candidates for roles. Sounds good. Thank you. And good, because I tell students to, take, to really pay attention to job descriptions for this. So, okay, glad that this is in alignment. <laughs> All right, for our next question, 
Um, this comes up a lot, especially, um, for example, I work with a lot of humanities and social sciences students. This comes up, but this could be regardless of major or field. So for students who may not have direct experience in a field, but have various academic projects and extracurricular activities, how do you suggest they leverage these experiences to make themselves a stronger candidate? Yeah, definitely. Play them up in your resume. Go over what kind of skills or tools you used in that sense. Play it up. Be as descriptive as possible, um, especially when it comes to projects or it could come to uh, classes. I, one thing I like to say is if put those higher level classes on your resume because, for example, especially in the Bay Area, there's a lot of Berkeley grads there. So, for an example, if you're looking and see someone from Berkeley and they've taken this high level class that they knew was a really tough class – that can stand out to them saying, oh, I know they can handle this, basically, if, if this work was given to them because I've had to go through that experience and it, it prepped me for it. So play up your classes. I would say there's ways to take maybe not necessarily direct experience and, and turn that into things that could relate to the role. So, for example, I like to say is you probably wouldn't put on your resume, I was a pizza delivery driver. But what you could do is take some of those experiences from it and put it into your skill set. So uh, logistics coordinator per se, or communication skills, kind of, I was a team leader, uh, I was able to manage things of that and add that into your skills, which would, would work directly with sometimes what the role is looking for. So those are some big things I, I would say is, is you can always find something from everything and add it. You just got to know the right ways to add it and play up to those strengths that you may have, even though it may not directly relate to what the role is looking for. For sure. Do you have any examples of when you've seen certain candidates and you thought this was well done, essentially, and like maybe some examples of what that looks like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one example we had was I was talking with a student um, and saw that they played up a lot of their experience being in leadership. And um, usually there's not a lot of leadership opportunities, obviously, when you're when you're a little bit younger in college. And so. One thing I wanted to ask was, I saw you had leadership and collaboration. Can you tell me a little bit about this? And they were able to say, well, hey, I worked as a summer camp counselor and I worked for a few years in high school and then eventually became up to one of the senior head counselors, basically. And that's how I was able to learn how to delegate and collaborate and learn that communication was key. Um, and knowing what they were going to have to do in their role, a lot of that was going to be similar of cross collaboration between teams. Um, you might have to delegate a little bit responsibilities here and there based on your role with the managers needing. So um, that was a really good, I would say, applicable uh, example that I've come across where uh, they may not have had directly what they needed in the role, but they were able to find a way to still keep working on what they were doing and apply it to what they would eventually have to do with the role. Got it. All right. Thanks, Connor. All right. Next question is, what are some current job market trends in your industry that students should be mindful about? Mm -hmm. And it says in your industry. So take that as you will. Um, and what and I guess as a follow up to that, what are the main and I forgot if you are completely articulated beginning, but what are some of the main positions and industries that, that you are kind of recruiting for? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as far as positions that we're looking for in Abbott, it's it's all across the board, whether it's it's engineering is probably our biggest one, uh, especially for me in my field. What I work on in Abbott is our operations and STEM side of, of internships. So we're looking for anyone from supply chain to industrial or mechanical engineering, biomedical engineering, uh, things of that nature. But there's also finance, there's IT um, things of that nature as well. So we're kind of all over the board and what we look for on in our internships and especially as a company. Um, as far as kind of what trends are going on right now, I 
know it can seem a little bit dicey with everything that's going on in the world and the job market right now, but there is a lot of, of positivity and hope that we're seeing as recruiters out there. Um, it's still a strong market. It's just gotten a little bit more competitive, right? So um, because of that, what that means is job seekers are going to need to be more strategic in their job searching methods. Um, you can't really just spam out resumes to any open position you kind of really see. It's really going to come down to your networking capabilities um, and and using those, leveraging those when you see roles that are open that you know people who are at that company. Um, and I know that can seem a little bit daunting at times, but really it's just super simple is just reaching out and saying, hey, I found a position here. Could you tell me a little bit more about your company? Um, to be honest, that's how I was able to find my role was I was looking for positions a few months ago and saw there was a role at Abbott and went through my network and found someone I knew that was there and said, hey, can you tell me a little bit more about Abbott? Would love to find out. I found this role. If you could refer me, that would be great um, as a possibility. And um, coming someone who wasn't in the Chicago area from California, I th- I'm confident saying I think that definitely helped was through networking and helping me ended up securing at least an interview and taking it from there. Um, So I would say, yeah, focus on your branding, focus on your networking, um, focus on specific employers, which kind of ties in everything together as well to use your like network, like I mentioned. So if you're interested in a, let's say a job in the Bay Area tech company, Google or Meta or Twitter, for example, go look through your your network and see if there's anyone there. And then just a simple reach out of, Hey, I found a position. I'm curious about the company. I'd be interested in working there. Can you let me know a little bit more about it? Could we set up a five minute phone call or can you we, over text or email, whatever works basically. So just the fact that you're putting yourself out there is a good way to kind of set you a little bit ahead of what's going on out in this market. Because like I said, it's still strong, even though it seems so uncertain at this point, but it's getting a lot more competitive. Great. Thanks Connor. And for students or alumni that might be listening, uh, we do offer a lot of informational interviewing resources and can kind of coach you through that process. I know it can, I appreciate you, you laying it out, Connor. I know it can be daunting for some people though. of like, oh, how do I kind of go ahead and build my network and reach out? And that's part of the reason we exist too at the career center to support you in this process. You don't right. have to be alone in that. Um, great. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up with uh, a question. Um, this one isn't on the list, Connor, but I, mm-hmm. I I like asking people this. What do you like most about your job? It's kind of a classic question. And yeah. what is maybe something that you view as more of a challenge, but kind of learn to live with about your role? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from the first part I got into university recruiting, it's it's been but my passion from what I've come to learn and realize and the reason I've loved it so much and it's it's applied to all the different jobs I've done in university recruiting but I see it a lot in Abbott is people generally want to make a difference in what they're doing and in the world and Abbott here with our healthcare products medical devices that we're doing we're, we're having an opportunity to do that so in my mind it's a double bonus and it's great because one I get to impact someone's lives by helping hire them getting them set up in their careers but I also know that I'm I'm hiring someone that is going to go out and physically make these products and work on them that are going to help save lives or increase your life. You know, Abbott, we have a slogan, live life to the fullest and I think and live your best life. And I think that's definitely what we're doing here. And everyone kind of shares that common desire to make that sort of difference in the world. So it's been really self-fulfilling being able to work with Abbott on that and being able to kind of have that passion of university recruiting and helping kind of the next generation of students coming out. Because I remember 
And I'm sure a lot of people at the same boat coming out of college, you're not sure what you're going to expect, what's going to happen. You know, you think recruiters are, are kind of scary and, and the whole process. And I like to think of it as someone now that I can pay that back and say, hey, I had a great recruiter that helped me through my process when I was looking for jobs. And I think it's an opportunity to give that back and say, hey, it's not that scary. Recruiters are here to be your friend. We want to hire you. We want to set you up for success. So um, work with us because we're here to help. Basically, we want to be your friend. It makes our job a whole lot easier. and We can hire you. Um, so that's what I would say, honestly, and that is why it's it's been a great part about the role um, and why I've loved what I've been doing with Abbott and university recruiting. As far as kind of what challenges come up um, when you're handling just in my role, 80 interns, it's a lot of data that's got to be put in the right departments. It's a lot of personal information that you got to make sure is set up and in tune and ready to go. So once we get to the point where interns are joining campuses and, and coming to work for us, we're making sure that everything's going smoothly. There's not a hitch or anything like that. Um, and also giving that high level, high quality candidate experience as you're going through making these kids realize that, hey, this is I belong here. I love what I've done here. That Everyone's been great. And I want to keep working for Abbott. So I would say those are kind of the benefits as well as challenges that I've dealt with um, in a recruiter in my role, especially. Great. Thank you, Connor, for mm-hmm. uh, sharing that and a bit of your personal experience to wrap up. Kind of going off of what you said, any advice for maybe seniors that are graduating or alumni that have recently graduated um, that may be concerned about the job market and kind of wondering what's next or just any advice in general, parting wisdom as we wrap up? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest thing for people graduating or have just graduated that are still looking for a job is is be patient. Don't put as much pressure and stress on yourself of, I need to find something. I need to find something. Like we said, the market is still strong. It's just competitive. And that's a great opportunity for you to one, build out your networking, build out your personal brand, um, being able to work on finding ways that make you more valuable. Like we talked about earlier of finding an extra skill or going diving into a certification or a project that's going to help you figure out what's going on. Um, so you can make yourself more valuable when you're stepping into those interviews. Another thing I would say is, is know your interview, like the, know your resume, excuse me, like the back of your hand, because people want to know when we get into those interviews, look, tell me about yourself. Tell me about a time you've done this. And if you can't really answer that in a confident manner, it kind of raises red flags. Um, So I would say those are two of the big things. Um, Another thing I would say is if you see a job that you think, hey, this might be a little bit above my level or I don't have I have this, this and this, but I don't have this or that. Still go ahead and apply because, you know, those checklists that are on those resident on these jobs that are out there, you don't know everyone's going to check that box off. It's very rare you get someone that checks off seven out of seven on that box. Let's say if you can have about half of those there's a good chance that people like you are also applying. So go ahead and apply. Don't sell yourself short is what I would say as well. Um, and the other thing I would say is, is, I mean, just try to find and get as much experience as possible, kind of not to go back too much on what we talked earlier, but you know, a job is, it's not permanent. You're not going to be stuck in one job as, and that you have to decide this is my future. I'm going to be doing this until I retire. You know, there's different opportunities that are out there. Um, it's very rare someone finds their dream job and dream company right after they graduate. Um, most of the time, you got to work your way to get to that point. So um, don't, like I said, go back to the pressure side of things and stress yourself out about, I need to get this job at this company or that company. Otherwise, it's over for me. 
that's not the case. It never really is the case. Um, so don't, don't stress yourself out. Um, enjoy the time that you have now that you're doing it because life's only going to get a whole lot busier. So, um, enjoy what you can do now that you may not be able to, once you get that, once you have a role and you start working, but, um, be patient because like you, like you said, the economy and everything, the market right now is it's a little volatile, but it's still very strong. Connor, so many pearls of wisdom in there. <laughs> you got a lot in a short amount of time. Um, and yeah, I want to reiterate uh, what Connor is saying, that you don't have to do this alone. So know that you have access to the Career Center if you're listening in a recent yes. grad. You have access for a year after graduation as well. And we can support you through these things that Connor is mentioning, like these interviewing skills, job search skills, reaching out to people. And um, so you have people that are here to support you in this process. Well, Hunter, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and I look forward to just seeing where the rest of this role takes you. It seems like you're already firing on all cylinders <laughs> since uh, you started. And it was a pleasure talking with you today. No, thank you for having me, Jeremy. It's been awesome being on here. Really appreciate it. And best of luck. Thanks, Connor.